I'm Laurie Cardoza-Moore, and this is Focus on Israel. Hello and thank you for joining me today on Focus on Israel. I'm Laurie Cardoza-Moore. And like most Americans, I began to ask a lot of questions about what happened to our country following 9-11. As I read and talked to experts, the issues of radical Islam and the attacks on America and Israel became extremely personal to me. In response, I founded Proclaiming Justice to the Nations a nonprofit organization dedicated to educating and sharing the message of Christian biblical responsibility to the people and land of Israel against the rise of a new anti-Semitism. I believe that it is so very important that at this critical time in history, we must turn our focus on Israel. One of the most important initiatives of PJTN is to create teaching tools to fulfill our mission to educate Christians. On our show today, we want to treat you to a portion of our newest documentary, Israel Indivisible, The Case for the Ancient Homeland. This feature-length film focuses on the biblical, historical, political, and archaeological evidence that proves that the Jewish people have rights to the land. We pray that the more you know and understand the long and deep tie that the Jewish people have with the land, the more you will stand behind Israel. On May 14, 1948, Israel is reborn. The ashes of the Holocaust still smolder as the Jewish people celebrate a homeland and a country of their own after 2,000 years of exile, persecution, and captivity. Yet the question remains, are the Jewish people the legitimate heirs of this land? Get out of your country to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation, and in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Lift your eyes now and look from the place where you are, northward, southward, eastward, and westward, for all the land which you see. I give to you and your descendants forever. Israel, 12,000 square miles of land that lie at the epicenter of a world conflict, just less than 1% of the world's landmass. A modern country haunted by ancient lies and questions of legitimacy. Accused of being occupiers and thieves, Israel clearly stands precariously against a growing worldwide hatred. What is not clear, is there a solution to the puzzle called peace in the Middle East? An integral part of the world's media campaign to destroy the Jewish state 
is to discredit and erase ancient Jewish history, a history that dates back over 4,000 years to Abraham and the Davidic kingdom of Israel. Over the centuries, Israel was conquered and ruled by a succession of superpower empires, Babylonian, Persian, Greek, Roman, Byzantine, Islamic, Christian Crusaders, the Ottomans, and the British. However, only one sovereign nation ever stood here, Israel. Now, after 2,000 years and against all odds, Israel stands here once again. The Jewish people, the most hated people on the planet Earth, the only people to experience multiple exiles and dispersion, to be scattered around the world, to lose their national homeland, which, by the way, for a good chunk of human history, is arguably the most valuable piece of real estate in on the planet Earth because of its geographic location especially. You know, we should have, by all normal laws of history, been this layer cake at, you know, in the land of Israel of extinct civilizations, bye-bye Jews, you know, hello Philistines and Assyrians, Babylonians, Persians, Greeks, Romans, Byzantines, you know, Omayyads, Fatimids, Yubids, Mamluks, Seljuks, Ottoman, British, and bye-bye Jews. But we're, the Jewish people were promised that they would survive and that they would return to their land. And the reality is in the last century, we see one of the, a truly singularly unique event in human history. In 1936, when asked to identify the basis of the Jewish claim, David Ben-Gurion replied, the Bible is our mandate. But how can a book that many claim to be just a collection of myths and ancient legends support Israel's rights to the land? Even if the Bible supports evidence for an ancient Israel, does it support the modern state? What historical texts outside the Bible give evidence for Israel? Are the many archaeological discoveries that support Israel and the biblical narrative merely Jewish propaganda? Do the international treaties, declarations, and resolutions that created the Jewish state and many of today's Middle Eastern countries still hold a legal basis for Israel's existence? There are two st strains of people. There are people who would be Zionistic and pro-Israel and who would have made some, something like Exodus. And Spielberg is like a split personality because his heart is doing that. But then there's other people like Tony Kushner, who wrote the Munich script, who are f profoundly ambivalent about the existence of Israel. They say, oh, the Holocaust was bad, but Israel wasn't the response. That's what they're is really in their heads. They will give sort of like pseudo-leftist justification of this that, oh, they pushed out the poor Arabs and stuff, stuff like that, without obviously going back to the history which there was no Islam. <laughs> when two Jewish temples were built in Jerusalem, everyone, anyone with a, even this much knowledge of history knows that. And those people know it too, but they won't look. It's a willful blindness. In order to verify the Jewish people's right to the land, the many aspects of the biblical, archaeological, historical, and legal evidence must be examined. Knowledge is power, and only through examining such proof does it become clear that Israel truly is indivisible. Many of the aspects of biblical, archaeological, and historical evidence for the state of Israel invariably cross over and support each other. As discoveries are made by archaeologists, both biblical and historical texts are proven and a new light is shed on the ancient information. More and more discoveries are made each year that prove the Bible to be not only a holy text, 
but a true historical book of amazing and miraculous events. Much like archaeology, historical writings outside the Bible also provide a valuable link between Israel's past and present. Undoubtedly, the greatest foundation for the Jewish people's right to the land lies in the Bible. The Bible has at least 170 references to the land of Canaan. 55 times it speaks of the land as an unconditional covenant to the Jews, confirming the gift with an oath. Twelve of those times God stated that the covenant was everlasting. The Bible is essentially a religious history book. It is a book about God and his relationship with Israel and the Jewish people. It is a book written to Israel, for Israel, and about Israel. Biblical Jewish history began approximately 4,000 years ago in the land of Ur with the patriarch Abraham. If you read through the first book of the Bible, the book of Genesis, which uh, predates the scriptures of any other contemporary faith, you will find in the narrative of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob the biblical statement that God promised this land to these fathers for their seed forever and ever. And it's clear from the promise that land is part of it. That promise was eternal, and that promise really impacts all of civilization, all of mankind. Even though the promise was made to Abraham and his descendants, yet God in the midst of that promise also says, all the nations of the world will be blessed through Abraham. So the question is, how does that work? How does God talk to one man and one family and therefore one people and have that message be relevant to everybody in the world? Only in a world of archaeology do rocks speak. And in Israel, the rocks tell much of a Jewish presence in Israel for over 3,000 years. I mean, that's the best stuff, the facts on the ground that you could dig out of the ground show overwhelmingly the, the continuous Jewish presence in the land of Israel. And contrary to what some people like to say, especially the Arab detractors who claim there never was a Jewish presence in the land, the exact opposite is true. The more we dig, the more we find. To make assumptions or statements about what archaeology does or doesn't prove about the Bible based on information that hasn't been turned up, as we say in legalese, lack of evidence is no evidence of lack. After the First World War, the new British Mandate Territory of Palestine was the setting of an archaeological renaissance. Israel became a treasure trove of archaeological discoveries, with the biblical narrative finding proof with greater frequency. I want to take you to Israel in pictures and film. I want you to see how God's sovereign hand can be seen before our eyes right here in this land. That's why PJTN is offering a special anniversary package that includes a captivating new book and award-winning DVD. Israel Rising is a unique visual story of Israel's miraculous journey from unforgiving desert to thriving nation. Thousands of years ago, the prophet Ezekiel foretold a future time in which the arid land of Israel would come alive for its people. Now this breathtaking book documents the fulfillment of this vision as rarely seen photographs from the 1880s to the 1940s are juxtaposed with recent photos of the same locations. This book will inspire and captivate you as it illuminates Israel's foretold awakening in a new and unforgettable way. 
In addition, you'll receive the award-winning documentary, Israel Indivisible, The Case for the Ancient Homeland. This inspiring film examines the many political twists and turns that make Israel the world's most controversial nation. From Abraham and the Promise to the issues facing the Jewish state today, the film examines the historical, archeological, legal, and biblical foundations for the modern state of Israel. This is a limited time offer for these two remarkable resources for just a one-time gift of $70 today. Your generous donation will help ensure that PJTN stays on the front lines and in the headlines of all the important issues facing Israel and our Jewish brethren. So please go to PJTN.org today. From studying history, it's very clear that what starts with the Jews never ends only with the Jews we must strongly stand against any anti-Semitic trends. For if not stopped, they'll cause harm to all of us, and we'll witness the downfall of our Judeo-Christian Western culture. Today, many people say there's no longer a need for a Jewish state, that Jews around the world no longer need a place of refuge. But anyone who has heard recent statistics about the worldwide rise in anti-Semitism would never make such a claim. The reality is that neo-Nazi groups and Nazi sympathizers are increasing around the world. Surveys show that over one billion people in the world harbor anti-Semitic attitudes. Close to 50% believe that Jews have too much power in the business world, and two-thirds of the world's population has never heard of the Holocaust, or believe the historic accounts of it are inaccurate. Don't let yourself be manipulated by evil people with a wicked agenda. When the self-serving villains are in control, good people from all religions suffer. Muslims, Christians, and all people of conscience should stand proudly and show respect for a country that gives so much to the world in so many ways. Do your part, do your research, and do what you can to make a difference. Because what happens in Israel does affect us all. This is not just a Jewish or just an Israeli problem. This is a problem for all humanity, for each and every one of us who believe in freedom and human rights. Learn more about what you can do at PJTN.org. The proof that the Bible supports an ancient country called Israel is undeniable. But does it also support the modern state? Several scriptures prophesy the return of the exiles, the rebirth of the nation, and the resurgence of the land. If we take all of these verses of scripture together, both Old and New Testament, it is very clear that God made promises to Israel that he intends to keep and uh, he will keep those promises, and they will be fulfilled to the end. The most striking and prophetic is Isaiah's verse, foreshadowing a nation born in a day. But no matter how many verses prove an ancient or modern Israel, few in our modern secular world accept the Bible as a legal document. However, on a legal level, there are many other treaties and documents that though conveniently ignored by pundits and leaders, do exist and give international legitimacy to Israel's existence. They have not expired and are still in full force and effect. 
On July 24, 1922, the League of Nations formalized the Palestine Mandate. It specifically referred to the historical connections of the Jewish people with Palestine and to the moral validity of reconstituting their national home in that country. The term reconstituting shows recognition of the fact that Palestine had been the Jews' home. The Islamic claim to the land of Israel is, is, is far more tenuous, to say the least, in that, first of all, in the Quran, nowhere is it mentioned Jerusalem. There is a chapter in the Quran, albeit with a lot of errors. And there it says, enter my holy people and inherit the land that God gives you. So while there is no Quranic source for giving any of the land of Israel to, to, the, to the Arabs, there is a direct citation in the Quran itself for giving the land of Israel to the Jewish people. The resolution for Palestine was adopted by 33 votes, 13 against, 10 abstentions. On November 29, 1947, the United Nations adopted a resolution recommending the adoption and implementation of a partition plan for Palestine titled Resolution 181. The vote, 33 to 13, in favor of the plan. After the termination of the Palestine Mandate and the British withdrawal, the plan would create independent Arab and Jewish states and a special international regime for the city of Jerusalem. The plan was accepted by the Jewish community, but rejected by Arab governments. Civil war broke out in Palestine and the partition plan was never implemented. On May 11, 1949, the UN voted to admit Israel to membership in the United Nations. Since 1948, Arab leaders have approached the Palestinian problem with an irresponsible manner. They've used the Palestinian people for selfish political purposes. This is ridiculous and, I could say, even criminal. The Palestinians, who are arguably history's greatest losers, are being used cynically by the Arab world, who could care less about them, to morally beat Israel and to, re and to refocus the conflict. It's obvious, it's such a no-brainer that it's never been about creating a Palestinian state. It's always been about the Arab world's inability to accept a Jewish state of any size. The reason the Arab-Israeli conflict has not been solved is very simple. The Palestinians don't want a state. They want a one-state solution. They don't want a two-state solution. They want the Jews out. On May 27, 1967, Egyptian President Nasser stated the basic objective will be the destruction of Israel. The Arab people want to fight. In an act of war, Egypt blockaded Israel's entrance to the Red Sea and staged for a massive military invasion. Israel struck back. Chasing the Egyptians out of Gaza, and the Jordanians out of Judea, Samaria. They also won the Golan Heights from the Syrians, all in just six days, an incredible miracle. The Arab nations had no choice but to sign ceasefire agreements, but they emphasized that they were not recognizing any borders of any kind with Israel. On November 22, 1967, the UN Security Council unanimously adopted Resolution 242, establishing the principles that were to guide the negotiations for an Arab-Israeli peace settlement. Some people wrongly interpret it to mean that Israel is required to withdraw from all the territories it captured. 
However, the reference clearly applies only to an offensive war. There is no issue about Israel's legitimate statehood. Uh, Israel is entitled to retain territory until there is a peace. International law makes a clear distinction between defensive wars and wars of aggression. Otherwise, aggressors would have little to lose by attacking their neighbors. In the defensive wars of 1948 and 1967, the Jewish state not only survived, it came into possession of land from which its adversaries launched their attacks. Although miraculously victorious in 1967, Israel was soon stigmatized as an occupier, and the land won was labeled the Occupied Palestinian Territories, a phrase that shapes the orientation and perspective of literally the entire world. In its truest definition, Occupied Palestinian Territory means Israel is illegally occupying land belonging to someone else. In other words, Israel is flouting international law and has no legitimate right to the land she is occupying. And to many, even Israel proper becomes questionable. Thus, the most severe charge against Israel is a legal one. The whole movement to delegitimize the Jewish state is based on this one accusation that the occupation of the West Bank is an illegal enterprise. If people think you're a thief living on stolen land, then your desire to negotiate for peace has no grounds. This unchallenged narrative has not only undermined the peace process, it has damaged Israel's standing beyond all proportion. As of today, no one can say that the, the Palestinians are prepared to accept the legitimacy of a Jewish state. They're clearly not, and they express that in a multitude of ways. I don't believe there will be a settlement of any kind, of any lasting kind, until the Palestinians are prepared to accept the existence of the State of Israel. It's explicit in Hamas's charter. Their objective is not to have a two-state solution with somewhat different borders than Israel wants. When they talk about occupied Palestine, they mean Tel Aviv. They want to destroy the Jewish state. Time will come, like now, that people say, what, why, why you belong here? Who are you to take this land? So that's why the Bible starts, God created the whole world. And he divided the land to the nations. And he gave Israel, the land of Israel, to the people of Israel. Because spiritually, that's where they belong. And so far as the legitimacy of the Jewish people to stay connected to its land, which it always has throughout uh, 2,000 years, that is uh, beyond um, reproach and attack, even though the enemies of Israel insist that, no, today's Jews have no connection back then, or they'll uh, argue theologically, you know, that uh, that policy ran out. Israel's international birth certificate was validated in many ways by the promise of the Bible, by the uninterrupted Jewish presence from the time of Joshua to today, by the Balfour Declaration, the San Remo Resolution, and the League of Nations Mandate, by the United Nations Partition Resolution and Israel's admission to the UN, 
by the recognition of Israel by most other states, and most of all, by the society created through the decades of striving to build a dynamic and national existence. The evidence for Israel is overwhelming. From archeological science, to historical records, to biblical scriptures, to political resolutions and laws, there should be no dispute as to the rights of the Jewish people to all the land the Roman Empire called Palestine. After over 2,000 years of exile, persecution and genocide, the rebirth of the Jewish homeland in 1948 was truly an act of God. The miracle of our age is that after 2,000 years, against all odds, with all the pogroms and with the heinous Holocaust, the Jews came back. When you see a Jewish people who, after 2,000 years of dispersion, has reunited and has and it's working, and it's worked, and it's, it's glorious. If we have faith and belief in God as creator of the world and the Bible, then we must also believe in God's covenant with the Jewish people, that he gave the land to them and only to them. Not to believe in this shows a flaw in our logic, in our faith, and in our belief in God himself. The recorded history of Israel that spans thousands of years, the many years of dispersal of the Jewish people, and now the return to the land that is undeniably a miracle of God. And now it is clear that the solution to the puzzle of the elusive peace in the Middle East is Israel indivisible. I am not embarrassed. I talk about miracles. I am a miracle. This whole story is a miracle. The Jewish history is a miracle. Makes no sense. There was somebody, there is somebody who is watching over us, who wants the Jewish people to, uh, to succeed and to become light to the nations. The founder of Israel said that in our time, if somebody does not believe in miracles, he is not realistic. Reality is miracle here. We cannot judge this situation always in logic because something very special is happening here. If you enjoyed that portion of our new documentary film, please go to our website and order the full-length version and share it with your family and friends. The time to stand up is now. Be a leader in your community and in your church. One person can make a difference. Get involved and support pro-Israel organizations such as PJTN. Call your senators, your congressmen, the White House. Let your elected leaders hear from you. Visit our website to learn more, sign up to receive free newsletters, action alerts, daily blogs, and order our films to share with others. God bless you, and thank you for all you do on behalf of our Jewish brethren and all Israel. We'll see you next time on Focus on Israel. To support this program, send your tax-deductible gift to Proclaiming Justice to the Nations, P.O. Box 682711, Franklin, Tennessee, 37068. You can also support PJTN online. Visit pjtn.org or call 1-877-873-9020. Anti-Semitism has reached epic proportions and Israel is now surrounded by nations who seek its destruction. 
For Israel to lose just one battle would mean losing everything. As Christians, it is our biblical responsibility to stand with our Jewish brethren and Israel. PJTN needs your help to reach more Christians with this urgent message. Please visit our website to become a member today and order our award-winning documentaries. You must decide that you won't be silent. Sign up now at pjtn.org. God bless you and thank you for your support and prayers. Thank you.